Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. You know what? Let's not even bother. I'm just going to put it in like this. That's fine. (laughs) Perfect. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Britt. And I'm Ben. I'm Heidi. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the slap happy ceramicist. Yeah, Nailed it. See, I did Nailed it. it. Yeah, you did. No tongue twister. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, cool. Uh, so, what has everyone been up to, Ben? Uh, someone from Etsy asked me to make them a box. They got a, a Zelda themed wedding that they're doing. Nice. And I got um, I'm making a box for the people to drop the cards in. Mm. I'm making it. I'm making it look like a che- uh, treasure chest from Zelda. Oh my god! Can you make two? <laughs> Can you make seven? <laughs> right. I suppose I could. I will hide them in various areas of Jimmy's land and <laughs> film myself opening them. You gotta raise your arms in the air when you find them. Oh yes, that's awesome, man. Cool. Uh, yeah, cool. It's coming along. Nice. I just got to paint it now. Cool. Is that uh, all out of wood? Uh yeah, just making it out of plywood, making it simple, yeah. simple. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, Heidi, what have you been up to? Well, I have been turning this last week. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I put my pottery on hold for a hot minute and uh, turned my first bowl last weekend, threw out a video, and I'm, I might be addicted. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I must admit, I, I've, I really want to give turning a go, and I am kind of a bit worried that if I, if I start doing it, I'm just not going to do anything but turning for a little while, because it looks really, really fun. It's uh, it like anyone I know that turns basically says that. Like, if you try it, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, I have so many ideas. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what about you two guys? You Brett. know what I've been up to, Steve. I know what Nobody you've been up to. Nobody tells me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett, what have um, you been up to? Yeah, go ahead. What? Uh, e. uh, I did a video with Jacko. Which was super fun. Yay! Um, and I'd been doing quite a bit of forging and metalwork prior to then. And I honestly, I kind of needed a little bit of a break. Because I think my arm was just getting tired. Um, and Jocko had a really fun build that he was going to work on using Jimmy's Tormach. Uh, because I knew absolutely nothing about machining. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, Jocko is a wizard. So now he's in the party. And he's the wizard. Yeah. Yay! Which is fun. So that was a fun little build to work on and post. Uh, I do have something. I wrote them down this morning. I think I have six builds that are all like, which one's next? <laughs> and all of them, all of them in typical fashion are, are like week long investments, yep. multi week long investments. Like the one I want to do with Al is just going to take a while because there's a lot of pre-production that I want to do as well in it. Yeah. But then we also have some buddy builds going on between a group of us, mm-hmm. which I don't want to hint nice. at too much because it's just going to be flipping amazing. Um, but I'm starting work on pre-production for that. I'm getting a little bit of footage from you lot. 
and then I got to do pre-production and then actually build stuff and then blah, 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 blah. Um, Jimmy got an anvil yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. That thing looks sweet. It's 300 pounds. I know. <laughs> and that, that... But he got it for not a 300 pound uh, anvil price. I hate Jimmy so much. Um, well, hey, and, hey, and that, hey. Uh, that leg vice as well. That leg vice looked fucking nice. Yeah, he got six... it for basically tacked on to like, oh, you want the anvil? You can take that too. <laughs> Such a bad person. He's a really good picker. And honestly, I don't know about you, the rest of you guys, but um, I've learned more and more and more that there there is an eye that certain people have for being able to go to flea markets and antique yeah. shops and, and swaps and things like that, that I could walk up to a vice and go, ooh, this is a really nice vice. Like the one that I got that I showed you guys. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a... The first one I looked at, I thought was super, super nice. And the guy wanted 75 bucks for it. And I go, ooh, this looks like a good vice. Jimmy walked over to it and he goes, that brand sucks. The jaws are bad. The, the, the screw is bad. And it's also missing a part on the back. And I was like, how yeah. did you know that? I've <laughs> been doing this for a while. And then he finds me one for $30 that is even better than that first one. Plus it's yeah. made in England. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I must admit, like uh, the devices that I found at the flea market the other day, it was great because I went... Um, I went to... Where did I go? Are we talking about flea markets this episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I was just saying, like, I, I went and I found the uh, the devices that I've got and I put them up on, on Instagram and then had uh, Andrew from Blacksmith Tools be like, I want to buy them. Give them to me now. And and they were. They, it was the same thing. Like, I went to the first store that um, I saw. There was a, a vice there and the guy wanted, like, a hundred quid for it and it was, it was a bag of shit. And yeah, for a tenner, I'm, I might have considered it, but for that much money, it was just like, no, nah, not a chance. And the three that I ended up picking up were all like 20 quid or less each. And they're all really unique. They're all really unusual. Like one's a, uh, from uh, the war department um, and it was built in, or made in 1944. And like the other one's got the swivel head jaws and stuff like this. And it was just like, why would I pay hundred quid for a, a bog standard kind of crappy vice when I can go and find these instead. And uh yeah. That was anyway. It. Yeah, sorry. Awesome. Today on Vice Talk. <laughs> Today on Vice Talk. I like vices. Tonight on Miami Vice. <laughs> what about Al? Al, is there anything specific? Not your secret thing, but uh, it's know, not secret. Whatever. Um basically off the back of um your little tasty morsel that you put on your Patreon Brett where you showed some of the guys um some of your animation techniques because I think hey. people were really interested on, on how you go about some of your stuff yep. um, Steve asked if I could help him learn some of the basics of Illustrator because it's something he doesn't really know how to do and someone who shall re- remain named Brett uh, bullied him into getting the <laughs> Adobe suite oh. um, and so Steve investment. had kind of these tools but he didn't have the expertise to use them so I we, we sat down and we thought right can we sort of in an hour learn how to use this program and, yes. bust, and bust out a logo. Um, yeah. so, so basically, it was me trying to teach Steve over a hangout like this um, how to use Illustrator step by step, uh, and Steve making a touch mark and then going from start to finish and ended up like exporting and saving all the yeah, files and fantastic. stuff. It works yeah, really nicely. So awesome. um, yeah, I think, it was really, really good. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Um, so we basically we filmed it um, and we're going to see if we can just put it out maybe to the patrons um, and see if they like kind of watching that kind of thing and just skill sharing and, and learning. Yeah. Is that for the fools or for your patrons? For the fools, sucker! Yeah. Mm. 
I didn't even have to do any work for that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. That's my favorite kind of project. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. Yes. So, should we get into today's topic? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. I guess that's on me. <laughs> All right. So, we have this fantastic couple here. This, this fantastic, talented maker couple. Um, and a lot of us met you through your ceramics and through your throwing and everything like that. But, like you said, recently you guys got the lathe set up. Turning is definitely going to become a new thing. And also we've seen the 3D printing to make your stamps and whatever. Um, I want to hear from both of you guys. We've, we've discussed this a little bit before in some previous episodes. But how did you take... Uh, knowledge and and skill in other facets of what you did with with the breadth of knowledge you took from everything else into something like turning, which is new. Obviously, the machine just getting set up and being kind of new to you, like you dove in head first on this first video, and it was like, like you've said it. People told you to maybe start a little easier, and you said fuck that. <laughs> so I have to appreciate that, but I think that confidence comes with or comes from your prior knowledge and skill set. So I would like to know a little bit more of how you take things from the other work you've done into newer work that you've been doing. Sure. Both of you guys. Um, <clears throat> well, I can kind of start with the ceramics to turning, and Ben probably can talk about his sculpture to his woodworking um, endeavors. With pottery, I kind of started out just doing hand building, and I've, I've blogged about this a little bit, about my, my path from five years ago where I didn't have a wheel, I didn't have anything but you know a table to do some pinch pots and things, but I was really interested in the techniques. And I don't think that I put it together um, until I actually had the lathe tools in my hand, how similar trimming pots on a pottery wheel was to turning on a lathe and initially I had thought oh you know I'll just do a flanged bowl like I do with my pottery because it's my favorite shaped vessel because I really just felt like a basic cylinder was kind of boring to really think through <laughs> you know like it's not it's not that it was like it just felt too attainable you know yeah, yeah. and uh, so Ben, Ben was so awesome and put the, the lathe bench together. You know, he's obviously got 5,000 projects that he wants to get done. And, um, here I am going, put the bench together, please. Put the bench together. <laughs> <laughs> That's taken a year, but we got it. Oh, and, yeah. um, he was able to get it set up. We cleaned out the garage so we had space for it. And the first thing that I turned was just a small, uh, pine spindle. He, he helped me get it on the lathe and everything, showed me how to adjust things. I watched a ton of um, Carl Jacobson videos, <laughs> too, nice. because the dude is so rich with the amount of knowledge he has. And he, yeah. the way he articulates how to do things, it's just so, you know, you, a layman can walk in and go, oh, I can see what he's pointing at and, and understand what he's talking about. And... He, he's very specific about how to hold the tools and where to put the banjo and the tool rest and everything else. So I got a huge amount of just, you know, knowledge from watching YouTube videos. And I think 
putting into practice what you're seeing other people do. It's such a new age to be able to just hop online and see like experts in the field sharing their tricks and tips and being able to say, okay, well, can I see a beginner do it so that I know what it's like to maybe not have 20, 30 years of experience in. So then you you search for beginner pot or beginner throwers or beginner turners. You're obsessed, woman. Yeah, obsessed with pottery and back to turning. Um, so you, you watch the videos of people that are trying it for the first time and it's like, oh, okay, I can see where they're struggling because they don't know how to hold the tool or they're nervous because they don't understand the depth to keep their tool and that those are things that I can apply from my pottery skills. I kind of understand, like you think about the shape that you want to do before you even put the piece on the lathe, which helps a lot because you can kind of understand, okay, well, I want to be able to have this part of the bowl stick out. I want this to cave in a bit and I want this to stick back out. So I need to kind of benchmark where those marks need to be yeah. so that I ben, can start. Benchmark. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was like. Yeah. So I I think a lot of people when I when I said like I said again when I said I wanted to do a flange bowl they were like are you friggin nuts like why don't you just do like a bit. cylinder. <laughs> so. Cylinders are boring. I. <laughs> I don't want to knock them, but I, I was like, uh, I've made plenty of wonky looking cylinders on the pottery wheel. Uh, I don't need any more of those in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, you start to see some um, some really interesting things coming out of the turning world with um, people doing a lot of hybrid work, you know, Heath Knuckles, for example. Um, is there something you can imagine where you can combine your skill set with this new uh this new thing that you're trying out, you know, is there is there a place for ceramics on 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 the wheel on on the on the lathe, or is that crazy dangerous? Ooh. <laughs> well, you know, some of the things that I was thinking about was we're getting um, your wife into scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that I realized that if I get a um, a Nova what a Chuck a Nova Chuck, I could probably do some interesting things with. Um, pottery on the lathe it's just a, like I probably screw up my tools pretty good but if I if I took greenware so it's not fired yet yeah, yeah. if I made sure it was thick enough and solid enough and I didn't work it too hard it wouldn't shatter on the lathe I could probably do some detailing on the lathe but nice. I don't know how much that's <laughs> worth you my, make- in my head <laughs> go ahead you want to make wooden lids for like your pots, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. That's, that's more the reason that I I wanted to get the lathe set up is that I wanted to combine my vessels. So I would I would throw um, a, a piece and then fire it all the way to completion and then make a lid for it or make something for it to sit in. Yeah. Um, and I I've always loved intermingling mediums, so. I, I'm really interested in, you know, those, those kind of things. Like, I have a couple of plans for some wooden handles that I want to make for some of my pieces. Ben and I were going to do a collaboration. I actually threw a couple of the cups, and then I fired them. And I don't know if you saw a while back, my kiln overfired. Yeah. And yeah. all of my pieces, like, blistered, and they I thought they were unusable, but a lot of people were still really interested in them, so we'll probably... <laughs> Ben will probably carve some pretty wicked handles 
for those those pieces. They're nice. just like small little teacups. Yeah. But it's it's all in the name of like I think most of you probably do this too, where you see something, you have an expertise over here, you see something someone else is doing, you're like, I could do this with this, and then it's really, really, (laughs) it gets really exciting and expensive. I I find it, I think that's one of the things I find most interesting about you two um, and the stuff that you're posting and, and being able to keep up with your Instagram is seeing Ben sitting down working on the hammer, you know, Mjolnir, but then also seeing ceramics come out of the same place but then also 3d printing but then also this but then also this but then also mm. this so then with with your combined power with your powers combined how are you seeing the steps you know in, in combining all these skill sets uh, uh how do you really jumps in the new stuff more than i do i've been tr- trying to get really good at woodworking and that's really been my con con my concentration i want to get into more stuff but uh hattie's really more into technology than me so she jumps into the 3d printing i haven't really touched it i um i think i didn't want to go tripping the boy um (laughs) and uh so I want to get into turning. I want to do do segments. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> For those listening, but, Heidi's just appeared behind Ben and just started fiddling with things. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I want to get one of those miter sets to help me do segments, and I want to do. I want my oh, first nice. turning project to be like a segmented thing, and so that's what I'm. I, I just ordered that the other day, so I'm waiting for that to come, and then I'll jump into that probably. I mean, I know you say like focus on woodwork is kind of your your, your where your concentration lies at the moment, but it's so varied and there's so many different avenues you can go down. You know, it's 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 still a, a huge landscape. Um, yeah, you know, but, so, right? Yeah. Back to the the the, the topic that uh, how transferable skills or whatever. I really like in my youth and everything. I was really into sculpting stuff, and I would do like realistic busts bust of uh, out of clay and everything so when i wanted to get into woodworking one of our first videos i made a uh, skull out of wood and i was able to carve it and make a realistic looking skull yeah, that, uh, that the jaw hinges open and the uh, i made the back into a bandsaw box oh, that's yep. yeah that uh that skill was transferable and it made me look like a better woodworker than I really was because I could make. <laughs> so, but yeah, it that that you know I wouldn't have I wouldn't have called that woodwork when I saw that skull box. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would have I would have thought that was sculpture or you know yeah. art or something. Sculpture, sculpture. sculpture. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, you entered that into Jimmy's skull challenge or something. I can't remember where I first saw it, but I, yeah, I just sh- saw this iconic thing and it was like, yeah, this is these are the kind of people I want to meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the show good. I would have thought it was skull but actually, <laughs> actually, no. I made another skull for this. Now that I think of it, I made another skull for that skull challenge that uh, yeah. made a a mug that looked like a skull ah okay nice yeah that was the one I made for that <laughs> cool but um, but I think that's quite a, an interesting point um, Al to say about the fact that like um, you would have considered it more sculpture than woodwork it's it's like um, I think with a lot of crafts that kind of uh, that blurry line 
um, yeah. gets more and more blurred, especially in the, the maker community where people do um, they'll they'll learn one skill, like the basics of one skill, and then quickly go and and learn something else because it, it seems like most of the people in the um, in the community in this space want to basically want to be able to do everything. Hmm. Um, I mean, so that's that's just, one of the reasons why I, I I really like Carl as well because. Like you say, Heidi, he's, he, the way he explains stuff is fantastic. But also, the things he produces, it's not, it's not just bowls. <laughs> you know, right, he, right. he is making fantastic sculpture. You know, offset things that you wouldn't expect to come off a lathe. Um, mm. And he's obviously taking the things that he's learned through that discipline and transferring it into something else. Which, yeah, as, as I say, I think is more sculptural. Yeah, his stuff is incredible. The um, the. the uh USS Enterprise that he did yeah, a, a little while ago and the whale that he just completed yeah. and then the, the Carolina boot hat, yeah. the baseball cap. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I think he released that last week. It was really cool. Um, but, you know, those those are the type of people that not only teach you the, the craft and the trade, but they also keep you inspired with what what's possible, right? And it's it's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, Steve, like in terms of, of transferable skills and, and, and getting to kind of where you are now and where you're going, you know, each each kind of build of yours, you want to be trying something new. Um, you know, we've talked about in the past how you ended up where you are, but in terms of transferable skills, you know, beyond metalworking and beyond kind of working with Alex and Joe, um, where do you want to go? Where do you want to explore next in terms of an avenue? <laughs> Uh, that's a very good question. Um, to be perfectly honest, I think for me, I one of the things that I actually really want to do is the the more digital side of of things. Um, I, that's why the the Illustrator thing was quite a good one for me because I want to be able to do um, a bit more of that um, because it is a a skill that um, will very much help me in terms of of everything else I want to do. Um, but I think my next non um non blacksmith non woodworking um tool purchase is probably going to be uh getting an uprated um sewing machine um so Ooh, i can nice yeah well i do a bit of sewing at the moment and i might before i i end up spending any money on it i might just like <laughs> check with mine and see what i can actually do with it um but i want to start making um my own tool bags and things like that and obviously with jazz doing the leather work as well um, I'd really like to start doing some um, some like collaborative projects where we're doing canvas and leather stitched together to make tool bags and 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 things. Um, mostly for like when I'm going to shows, so I can dump all my tools in that and know that it's safe and secure and it's got the pockets that I need where I need them and and, and things like that. Um, I'm not sure how many transferable skills there are other than the the more general ones like like Heidi was saying like. Um, that that kind of uh that pre-planning of i know i want this bit to be there and, and basically just thinking about the construction before you actually start working on the um uh on the the project itself if that makes sense yeah nice i think it's it's also applicable or applicable when you think about the use of maybe a tool belt or the use of an apron or the use of a, a sleeve is that you've had the experience to know like what's important to have close to you yeah, and where they need to be in order of things. 
So just like an, a doctor in an operating room, mm -hmm. he tells the staff where he wants certain things on the table so that he can blindly pick the things that he needs or request the things that he needs in a, in a don't community. tell him he's like yeah. a doctor Heidi oh, yeah, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> doctor who <laughs> yeah I don't want to get I don't want those tools anywhere near me <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it but I mean yeah like I say I and I, I think in terms of of like going from doing the, the metalworking stuff to the woodworking stuff um it's those same kind of not necessarily skills is is just that that mental um uh, process of of kind of mm -hmm. figuring things out before you just start wailing on stuff like there's no point in me going and, and wailing on a bit of metal and and trying to beat it into submission if i don't know exactly where i'm trying to move it next um and kind of breaking it down into steps especially with the the like production side of things um breaking it up into to individual steps and going right I need to do this and I need to do it like four or five, five times. Um, but, uh, but yeah, sorry, sorry. I was just reading a message from Brett then. <laughs> this is a fluid thing. <laughs> I, I was going to jump in and just say, um, one of the things I've noticed about a lot of the people in our, in our little inner circle that is consistently growing, we just passed 300. That was awesome. Um, is everyone everyone has a really good sense of form or like the final thing that they're trying to achieve and then everyone's a good problem solver so regardless of the material that you're working in you know like i remember seeing heidi uh you posted a picture i'm sure you guys collaborated on it but the majora's mask like the skull kid costume that you did mm, and then you had the shield bad. and the sword and <laughs> like all of that was just form that's been established in the video games and stuff, but everyone has a different take on it, right? You've seen it in cosplay stuff online. You see it all over Etsy where this thing looks a little too big or like, man, the sword's not quite the right dimensions to look like that. You guys have such a good sense of form and and like the, the ergonomics of the stuff you guys produce in terms of like the sizes and this, the mask on the, on the Majora's mask was... It was so good because yeah. it, was the right, it was the right size. It wasn't too big. It wasn't tiny. Yeah. Um, do you guys, you know, it, it kind of goes along with what I'm saying with, or what I asked previously about the, how does your skill sets, you know, go from one thing to the other, but do you guys get the sense or do you ever analyze yourselves to know that regardless of what material you're in, you, you always kind of have that end sense in mind or that end thing? in mind <laughs> then <laughs> well, yeah, with, with that mask I, I pretty much always, I drew it to scale on a piece of paper and I poked holes where I thought the eyes would go I just held it up to Heidi's face <laughs> wait did you poke the holes before the or while it was on her face I uh, just grew my eyes back yeah I just jabbed a pencil through the through it when I was holding up to her face <laughs> but that's uh, it yeah in the that's pretty much it. The sword, I just uh, I made it like a medium-sized sword, like a kid would use, just because that's what the that's what Link was when he used that particular sword I made. That the uh, Kokiri blade, I think it's called. Yeah. Yes. You know it's called that, don't you? It's yeah, definitely right. called Kokiri. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I mean, guess that's what it's called. Upset. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> I remember when you Giant were doing the, um, the, the, the the nerd mugs when you started doing those. Mm. Oh, uh, that's so good. And, and with the different logos and stuff, and you were really kind of trying to dial in the thickness of the logos because it wasn't quite right. And yeah. just that kind of attention to detail, you know, you could just have, have marked it on and that been it, but actually... Yeah this doesn't quite feel right you know it needs to be thicker or it needs to be thinner and it's just get i think what brett's saying you know it's really on point is that that yeah you can you can take something from a video game but actually bringing mm-hmm. it to life in the real world all of a sudden it doesn't quite feel right um i'm finding this with you know a suit of armor that's come from a, a 2d world that's all kind of out of proportions and i'm trying yeah. to bring it into proportions in, in three dimensions suddenly not all the shapes line up and you have to actually think oh maybe this needs to be a little bit bigger because it looks stupid or this looks yeah. a little bit weedy um so it's really interesting bringing these things to life yeah mm-hmm. i think some of that has to do with like your natural ability to see things and see proportion um but i also think both ben and i were were classically trained as artists he went to the art institute of pittsburgh and i attended university at Clarion university in um, western pennsylvania and both schools I think had attention to that specific thing like depth of field and working with you know the the right uh, imagery and making sure like in figure drawing class they have you draw out like sketch out your shapes first before you even start doing any details so I think all of those little bits and pieces that you learn at an academic level and you could do this online too like you don't have to go to an art school to do it it just gives you a leg up when you get to talk to people professional artists that teach you and you know talking about transferable skills I mean when I started in college I was looking more towards like communications and graphics design and then I found that I had a penchant for sculpture but I was more of a full environment experience sculpture setting. So we were doing a lot of um, full exhibit kind of work. And I, I really thought that that was going to be my path, was that I would um, maybe not make the art, but I would help to curate it in a museum okay. setting or um, that kind of thing. And what ended up happening was those jobs are few and far to come by. So I ended up in, in graphics anyway, and except I worked for a point of sale company. So we did a lot of display work uh, for Nike and Microsoft and all of those things okay. where you could see like the consumer experience was really important. And my, my learnings from college level with like, how do you evoke certain emotions with your art? Well, it's the same thing when it comes to commerce. Yeah. You're still you're still trying to make someone do something or feel something so that they have just for this. cash instead. <laughs> it's so nasty. It's so nasty. But <laughs> if I do it for a know. fucking living, you know what to tell me. Yeah, fucking yeah. So, so you you take those things and you you apply them to something greedy. <laughs> <laughs> you take those things and you sell out. You yes, I sold my soul <laughs> to commerce. Oh, uh, that's brilliant. Please um, be to Nike. <laughs> um, one of the things that I wanted to to kind of ask, and I think it it's it's probably more applicable to the sculpture side of things as well. Like one of the things I really struggle when um, teaching someone about forging and things like that is learning that um, that just because something doesn't look right 
for the entire process like just because you're halfway through the process and you can't necessarily see like an axe for example you, you know you or, or, or a blade even like it looks like it's bending the wrong way or it looks like it's mm. doing this or it just doesn't look quite right like, and and trying to get people to sit to to understand that halfway through a project even even nine tenths the way through a project it's not going to look like the, the finished piece and it's not until those last few uh bits of working on it that where it really pops and really comes to life and really becomes what the final um the final form is um like that's for me that's really applicable with uh with the blacksmithing side of things do you guys find that with um with your ceramics and with, and with your the woodworking stuff and, and things like that as well and do you, do you find that that's applicable between obviously between the the ceramics and the the turning but also with the sculpting and the the woodworking and things like that as well yeah, definitely with the sculpture. I mean, it just looks like uh, you know, you start with out with a lump of clay, and then you gotta you know, just work your way around it. You can't form the whole thing at once. It doesn't really work that way. You just gotta move around, work it from like, you know, you know, just roughly put in where the eye sockets are. You know, you just move. Then you just move around. You can't focus on one part at a time. So that's definitely similar to what you're describing there with blacksmithing. Yeah. So, so the the whole Michelangelo thing of like seeing the sculpture inside the block of marble is just a lot of bullshit. Like, you just basically, just <laughs> yeah, keep me, going yeah. until you get there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I think with pottery, it's a like I started teaching recently this year, um, beginner pottery. I'm obviously not like a master potter or anything, but I have some material, and people are really interested in learning how to throw and one of the things people get here and they start working is like they look at what I did and they're like it just looks so easy and then they've got this clump of clay on the on the wheel and it's not doing what they want it to do they get finger marks where they don't want finger marks and it's just like you you just kind of have to play with it until you get used to the material itself and then it starts coming to life in the form that you might have in your head for end products but it's i think people give up really easily when they first start something if they don't get that immediate like yeah. i can see it i know what it is they they just kind of like throw it to the side and they're like this doesn't look like the picture on pinterest at all and, um, <laughs> you know that's that's where people like we come in as content uh, creators is that we show the whole process from start to finish including the mess ups i think the mess ups yeah. are really important um, in, at least in my belief system when it comes to be, being any kind of educator is showing that like I'm not perfect um, and I, I really I want to show you this thing and uh, I'm going to show you how I struggled to get there. It's awesome that, that like that's your approach Heidi because it's something that, that Brett said a few times and it, it always resonates with, with me is that you're not trying to teach somebody how to get to the end product because you know that's that's the wrong approach it's not, nobody's going to learn anything along the way um it's teaching people how to think yeah so you know celebrating those mistakes and and being honest and humble along the way and actually learning and ju- learning while you teach as well is super important um so it's really refreshing to hear that cuz like I, I i it sounds like i had kind of similar uh, background to you Heidi in terms of what i studied at school and how i got to where i was um and a lot of the a lot of the learning process at college for me people were trying to teach like what the end thing looked like 
and it was all just about execution and how beautifully polished things could be and how fantastic a layout could look without actually explaining the process or the thought process or why you did things in a certain way and it just didn't help me at all i couldn't i couldn't work out why they were making decisions or what what the problem was, problems were they were trying to solve so hearing that that's your approach to teaching makes me think you're a great teacher you know regardless of how much experience you have you know in the field it's it's about thought processes not about you know it, you could teach anything <laughs> essentially yeah <laughs> yeah definitely i mean i think that's one of the things that um we go through with the the blacksmithing students is is the fact that it's you're not you're not trying to teach them um the you know we're not we we try to do lots of different techniques and lots of different things in a single day for the like the beginners courses because we want people to to have a go at, at all of it so they can you know they can find the little bit that they're able to do but when we're when we're doing the demos i'll say why i'm striking like this why i'm holding the hammer this way why i'm mm-hmm. i'm coming down at this angle why would and and it's that that why um not necessarily just how but why so that you can um apply your own style your own you know you if, if someone understands why i'm striking in a certain way then when they're doing it they can see what they're doing wrong yeah um if that makes sense the why not the what yeah exactly mm. what <laughs> what <laughs> Thanks, I, I we talked about it a little bit on the uh, small victories uh, episode. It was a while ago, but uh, I like Heidi brings up a good point with the you know immediately achieving the thing that you set out to do, and we do get in our own way sometimes when it comes to you know that that instant achievement, that instant <laughs> gratification of. I'm going to throw something on the on the wheel and it's going to be a beautiful mug and it's going to be perfect and then you turn it into a lumpy ball of garbage because <laughs> you're not good at it um, and then you have this expectation that you were supposed to nail it on the first go and you throw it aside and then kind of give up on it. Heidi, you showing the uh, when you were turning and you actually show the wood fly off, you know, as like your little <laughs> teaser to the video. It's great because that has happened to anybody that's ever turned right and there's just fucking clickbait well that's what that was well it got me watching it play the algorithm (laughs) um i i like that you guys can show off mistakes or or imperfections and then expand upon those right because you also have you have your children to hopefully impart some of this wisdom on as well right you guys are makers and you have these skill sets and everything like that but your kids aren't hopefully going to be expected to nail everything on their first go. So like, are you guys giving anything back to them? I know they're still young, but like, is, is there some kind of <clears throat> interaction coming out of it where well, they're seeing that, you know, mistakes can be made and you can expand upon it? Well, we only have the one. He's uh, two. So oh, crap. He's... Sorry. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> I thought there were more. He's loud enough. I, I thought yeah. it was two. <laughs> yeah. He's two, so we can't really, you know, have him make too much beyond scribbling with crayons and stuff like that. But yeah, that's the plan. I want to, um, yeah, I want to, I want to teach him how to think, not what to do. I want to, I want to, I want his um, interests develop on their own. I want to, uh, you know, exploit any interests he have. I'm, I'm hoping that he will be in the making and woodworking and stuff like that. 
and uh, yeah, I'll definitely. Well, he's surely going to be a massive geek. That's all that's really important. <laughs> One thing's guaranteed. Unless he, he might re- he might rebel against us and become a jock or something like that. You know? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> how un- and that's how fine. It's totally fine. I yeah. mean, he'll you know. It'll, it's just not what we're good at, right? So we'll, we'll be going into it blind, right? Like you we're can gonna... 3D print him a helmet. Yeah. A mouth guard. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, uh, this is my contribution to your sporting. Uh, but Have fun on the field match. <laughs> Score lots of points. Yeah, yay, sports! <laughs> Get the ball in the net. <laughs> Mom, it's football. What? Unless it's tennis. No uh, <laughs> tennis. You're not supposed to hit the net. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> I I yeah. do. I I really like. I, I kind of went down the path and then and then jumped back into a question with you guys. But uh, the importance of not getting deterred on that first go around. You know, Steve had us all at the forge and. Turd. <laughs> he. <laughs> He uh, had us start out, he had a few of us start out by making nails, which is one of the very first things you learn how to do as a blacksmith is make a nail. And it, you look at it, and as somebody that has any skill set and any talent in making, your ego starts to creep up just almost immediately, which admittedly mine did. This is like, I've never made a nail before. I don't need to make nails. I just made a sword. Like, I can <laughs> make a sword. I can make a nail. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Um, and I screwed up. My first nail is a railroad spike, meaning it it's not tapered very well, and the top of it just kind of angled to the left because I wasn't hitting it properly. And so, if you're looking to make this, you know, nice, beautiful nail, Steve said that you make a hundred nails. <laughs> Heidi's just making weird gestures with her hands. How many? Here's the question. How many bowls do you think you threw before you hit, or or vessels did you throw before you think you hit a stride, or how, do you even feel like you've gotten there yet? Um, oof. I would say for like the first year, everything was um, really relegated to just being scrap, scrap to test different glazes, and and I think with Potter you have to be mindful that you're not going to be an expert out the gate and fortunately I had enough self-awareness that I knew it was going to be very (laughs) difficult but what's nice about pottery is that it's it's more about you letting go of whatever's in your head and whatever else you're doing and just letting the clay work however it wants to right like I may have an idea of I'm going to make a mug and then I get really into it and two hours later I have like four bowls, you know, (laughs) like it's just whatever my muscles are telling me to do and whatever the clay is asking to have done, if that makes any sense. Like it sounds a little bit like poetic, um, (laughs) poetic, right? But one thing Heidi's got better is <laughs> Every what, cup is just a mini bowl. One thing Heidi got better with is proportions, because the the would you mm-hmm. would you turn it when you turn like a cup and it dries out, it shrinks significantly, and okay. so like her first few mugs were like were on the bit on the small side. She gave Izzy Swan one, and it's big mitts. It looked like a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> but the 
But yeah, to be fair, those are my better ones yet. So <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were mine. still cool. Yeah, they were still cool. But um, yeah, she's gotten a lot better with that, and yeah, she she learned from that, and she's making bigger mugs now. I think she, mm-hmm. uh, Izzy Swan requested a king sized mug from her. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that. it's yeah. He 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 wants um like a twenty six ounce cup. Wow. Which Good is Lord. more of a, you know, a, a German beer holder. What do they call this? A Stein. A Stein. That, that Southern Comfort won't drink itself. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I drink uh, a thermos, like a Stanley thermos full of coffee. Uh, I'll do like one and a half of those on a, on a real strong work day. And so your, your mug that you gave me that you guys were nice enough to plant in my hands in Cleveland uh it's fantastic and i i love using it because it was handmade and i know the person that made it and it's nerdy and has my majora's mask thing on the front of it but i have run into a couple of situations of like i have to refill this again (laughs) (laughs) but it's amazing to sit in the shop because i hate using the stanley lid because it's a cup right like it it unscrews and it's the cup that you hold for the thermos and so your mug is just in the shop as my drinking vessel because it holds more than the cup does Nice. And it's also more ergonomic because that weird silver thing gets really gunky and gross and stuff sitting on top of the thermos. So Izzy can have his gigantic one. I'll keep my <laughs> I'll keep my my smaller, beautiful Majora's mask mug. Yeah, I I made a, a few adjustments to the nerd mugs, and um, the next batch I think are going to be quite a bit bigger, more, more of a taller mug, not quite 26 ounces, more like, <laughs> you know, um, so 16, 16 ounce, probably. <laughs> I think the one that you have is maybe 10 to 12 ounces and it's perfect. that, you know, it's, it's like anything else uh, until you finish something, you, you don't see the flaws as much or, or see the opportunities to make it better. And with pottery, it's like every kiln load, I pull out, I'm like, oh, man, I wish mm-hmm. I knew that would have happened because then I would have applied it to this thing over here that I'm not as pleased with. So it's it's all science and, and you know, experiments, and it's a lot of fun. So just t- just talking about kind of trying try to bring it back to, to, to the original kind of question that we always fucking uh, go off, off piece with anyway. Um, yeah. you, you talk about science and chemistry, and, and that's something that kind of scares me with things like, uh, pottery and ceramics um it's the reason why i i like to cook but i don't like to bake because <laughs> mm. <laughs> there's, there's, there's too many there's too many rules right um do, do you have a background in like science or chemistry or, or physics or anything what 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 kind of allows your brain to work in that way and not just be like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna throw it in and see what happens <laughs> i actually started out in college as pre-med ah. mm. so i do have some background in you know, lab work and experiments and things, but not like a huge amount. So everything is just kind of like surface level. I kind of understand, okay, well, if I want this to happen, I need to research what I have to put into it to get it to do that. And a lot of, to be completely frank with you, a lot of my learnings have been happy accidents, right? right? So you order a glaze, it's supposed to turn out this color at this temperature, 
but because my kiln heats up slower, my kiln doesn't hold temperature really well, it comes out a complete different color. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's yet to be determined, right? It's but it does make every piece a bit unique. Uh, it does make things a bit complicated to be like, okay, well, this is my recipe for that thing because there are so many variables. Yeah. It's, what, it's what, about like you, what about you, Ben? Are you, you kind of um, are you on this kind of analytical side of it? Do you understand that, or are you just more kind of I want to I want to keep hacking at this till it looks cool, <laughs> which is yeah, my I'm, kind of approach. <laughs> yeah, I'm more like you. I just um, <laughs> I screw it up until it looks good, pretty much. Screw it up until it looks good. I yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really. Yeah, I'm I'm good and dumb, so I don't ha- I don't think about anything like that beforehand. <laughs> I'm good and dumb. <laughs> I'm good and dumb. <laughs> There's another T-shirt. Yeah, I'm writing it down. I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of people that are good and dumb, I feel like we should go into talking about some other people we find as good and dumb as Ben. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so I'm going to go first this week, and I'm going to go with uh, someone that I, I I know that I did it last week, but I'm going to go with someone that I've already spiffed. Um, I'm going to go with Jim from Wave Cycles. Um, yes, Ooh, nice. because the old wooden ship himself. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jim is fucking awesome. He's such a nice dude, um, and he's he's been doing a lot more blacksmithing recently, um, and uh, and he recently well very very recently in the last couple of days did uh, some forge welding did his first ever um bit of forge welding and he quite often you'll see him applying his knowledge of uh, welding and engineering and and metal working into the the blacksmithing thing but also um just his way of of looking at things is is brilliant um so yeah i'm going to i'm going to say that uh, that jim is spiffing so there you go. Uh, Heidi, you're next. So I know I talked about Carl Jacobson a little bit, but my spiffing person is Annabelle Trades. Ooh, I don't nice. know if you guys followed yep. her. But, um, oh, yeah, she, she made a draw knife when I made a draw knife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she is so incredible, and um, I really, I feel like a little bit of a kindred spirit with her because she is just all over the place with the stuff that she does. And she's another person that just, she sees something she wants to learn and she researches it and she's not shy to ask for opinions and then she just does it. And just, she's a Banff man. (laughs) (laughs) She is a Banff. Brilliant. I'll give her my title from Gil's, uh, (laughs) Gil's interview with us. <laughs> cool. Uh Al? Yeah, I'm gonna spiff someone. I, I thought we'd already spiffed, but we haven't, and I can't understand why because he's awesome. Um it's Seb from Sebolaris. Nice, yeah. yes. Nice. Um super talented guy. Um talk about like transferable skills and kind of learning new things. Like every single one of his videos is different. Yeah. It will be woodworking or metalworking or you know, he's just teaching himself how to weld, he's never done that before. Um, leather work, he's just restored a hammer 
and so he does forging and all sorts of stuff um, super nice guy was lucky enough to meet him at um, Maker Central yep uh, even if I was incredibly drunk it's um, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but yeah uh, his, his channel's amazing um, really humble guy yeah um, and just go check him out I think um, I want to watch this morning where it was just he was kind of it's a bit clickbaity but it basically was like every welder needs these tools and it was just like super helpful like handy little things that he'd made himself to, yeah. just to get started with welding because he just got really frustrated with like uh, the, the, the gun just falling off the table so he just built a little stand for the gun or not having a third hand so he just built like a little hand out of a little drill chuck nice he's just super clever and like really hacked together and like thrifty and I just thought yeah he's a really yeah. smart guy yeah he's got so many really really good um, informative videos and yeah. yeah yeah I definitely agree with him and yeah. if he didn't win that plywood challenge it's a travesty. I don't, oh I don't god, know yeah. Right yet, but he made that uh, briefcase out of plywood. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, that thing was insane. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, ben. Um, I'll spiff Laughing Mantis Studios. You can find them on Instagram. Um, Daniel Brown. He is the guy in there. He does a lot of uh, sculptural wood carving stuff, and he does paintings things of that nature um he definitely has a good page there so check it out what's it what's that called again sorry ben laughing mantis studios laughing mantis cool cool and brett i believe you're next Hi. oh it's me uh i'm going to spiff <laughs> patty gilstrap because patty and i have been chatting over the last few days and we live within a couple of hours of each other. Um, she's in Brooklyn and, uh, she messaged me out of nowhere to just say, Hey, uh, you keep talking about not knowing how to sew and that's my gym jam. <laughs> so, you know, willing to help. So her even offering to, to teach me a trade that would only diversify what I've already got going on is, um, fantastic. Right. Cause I talk about it. Ellen's a wizard. Watching Ellen's videos always makes me so happy because I'm just like, God, I wish I knew how to do that machine. And because we exist thousands of miles away from each other, um, Patty's been nice enough to say, you know, I'm slightly closer. So, uh, and she does amazing work. She modded my shirt that she bought, which was just really nice of her. And then like what she did with it, adding the pockets to the front, it's clearly, you know, it's not just a t-shirt. It can be a work shirt with pockets and I don't know. She she has a good brain and a good approach to things. So, Patty is definitely spiff, spiffing Patty Brooklyn on uh, on Instagram. Correct? Isn't that yeah. it? Patty yeah. Brooklyn. Patty. Yeah. And she's in the Fools of Tools room. And she posts regularly, and she's super supportive and awesome. So, yeah, Patty, no. definitely one of my favorite people. Cool. Uh, any other business before we go to where people can find people? To business! To business! <laughs> cool. Uh, you can find the three of us in the usual places and Ben and Heidi. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? You can find us at www.slapstufftogether.com. All of our social media is now all in one place and you can see our Instagram feed, you can follow our YouTube channel and my blog about our journey. Awesome. You guys are so much more organized than we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I think that's it. Um, 
just obviously like I say, uh, like uh, blah, 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 blah. just obviously like Al was saying at the beginning of the episode, if you want to check out the uh, the video of us doing the um, the illustrator things uh that will be on our patreon um and i think that is it what did the five fingers say to the face slap slap (laughs) 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 and on that note i think it's time to say goodbye Bye. Bye. bye bye bye